So you need to know how to get back up after a failure without losing any of that emotional investment, any of your drive or self-confidence. And we can only do that if in the wake of a failure, we keep our inner dialogue free of self-blame, self-denigration, or self-pity. But if you are someone highly emotional, who gives in very easily to their inner chaos, all of these things, all of these things, they're going to be a real challenge for you. It's why a high IQ doesn't necessarily mean that a person is going to be a success. It's also why people with average intelligence, less than favorable circumstances, limited resources, manage to achieve their goals. Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome back. In five weeks, we'll be entering the new year and you know what happens around this time, right? We all get a bit reflective. We start rethinking our goals and priorities. We take stock of our achievements and failures from the past year. We close old chapters, maybe ones that didn't really go anywhere. And we start drafting plans for the new year, hoping that the next year will be better than this year has been. So I thought for this episode, why not talk about the steps we can take to help us gear up for the new year? And this is especially for those of us who are feeling very driven and ready to start knocking down achievements in the new year. I've got big plans for myself and I am feeling very optimistic uh, despite everything that's going on in the world. I mean, (sighs) There are periods of such exhaustion and sadness, not because of anything that's going on in your personal life, but due to everything that's going on in the world around you, um, that, you know, you, you really have to stay very conscious of your mental health at this time. But despite that, despite all that is happening, I, I do feel that there is a lot that I can personally do to contribute positively to the world, to contribute positively to the lives of the people that I love. So I thought, you know, why not put together an episode for those of you who are just as ready to rumble and maybe we can talk about how best to channel this energy and drive constructively. So first things first, we need to pick the right kind of goals. So as you draft your plans for the coming year, you need to be careful about the goals you're choosing. And I don't know if you've heard about this concept called miswanting. And that's M-I-S wanting, miss wanting, which basically refers to thinking we want something, we pursue it, we get it, and turns out it doesn't bring us the satisfaction or happiness we were expecting from it. Like when you crave a huge slice of chocolate cake and then you eat it, once it's in you, you feel too full or even a bit unwell, realizing it wasn't what you actually wanted or needed for that matter. So. That's miswanting. That's an, that's one example of miswanting. Now, why does miswanting matter when setting goals? See, in my experience, most people focus uh, consciously or not on two things when they pick goals. Satisfaction of ego and the pursuit of happiness. 
And both of those are the wrong criteria to use when picking goals. Letting your ego choose your goals for you can lead to a lot of trouble. And sadly, a lot of the times, we're not even aware that that's what we are doing. We chase after high-paying jobs, luxury items, or social media likes, believing these will make us happy, and they rarely do. Once you attain these things, the satisfaction is often very, very fleeting. Why? Because these goals are externally driven and very often not aligned with who you are at your core. They're not in alignment with what truly matters to you. I have talked about this a lot on the show because I really, truly believe that if you can find a way to put your ego on mute or uh, at least turn down its volume, you will have a way better quality of life and character, especially character. This has honestly been my experience. You know, I'm obviously I'm not able to do this 100% of the time, but I'm getting better at it. And with every progressive step, I see the positive impact it has on my life, my relationships, my mental health. Uh, my, my mental health is where the impact is most prominent because as someone with anxiety, there is really only so much I can care about. So consciously managing my ego allows me to really free up mental space. It makes my life easier and there is just so much less bullshit in my life. Um, now the other thing is making happiness the focal point as you set your goal when you do that you end up with a life and a self that's very self-indulgent very self-serving and you end up with a life that has very little meaning to it and that's perhaps a very big statement to make but if you think about it and if you look around yourself we have never as a society discussed happiness self-care self-love as much as we do now. And yet we have also never been as miserable as we are now. As author William S. Burroughs shared, happiness is a byproduct of function, purpose, and conflict. Those who seek happiness for itself seek victory without war. So happiness is a byproduct. It is what you experience when you reach the mountaintop after a very harrowing, very difficult, demanding trek. It's what you experience when you qualify for a position after putting in many late nights and a fuck ton of hard work. It's what you feel when you repair a relationship after many, many difficult conversations. Happiness is found in moments of growth, in the challenges you overcome, and in aligning your actions with your deeper values. So don't focus on being happy. Focus on becoming a better human being. Focus on helping other people have a better life. Focus on learning and growth. And if you do that, I promise you, with each new achievement, and it doesn't even matter whether other people recognize those achievements or not, uh, whether it results in material growth or not, if that achievement adds to your well-being, your knowledge, the value you can contribute to the world, not only will it make you happy, it will give you this sense of accomplishment and a sense of contentment and that more than anything else is, is the most difficult thing to find it will give you this quiet satisfaction that translates to confidence and joy and a joy that lingers you know and adds a whole lot of color to your external world and your inner self now how do we set these kinds of goals 
And to help you with that, I would recommend that number one, you get very, very clear about your values, your motivations. And based on those values and motivations, you get clear about what you truly want out of life. Ask yourself what matters to you. Is it connection with others? Is it personal growth, contributing to your community? And once you have an answer to that, ensure your goals reflect those core values. If family is important to you, how do your goals support this value? Okay, number two, challenge the ego. Be aware of when your ego is driving your goals. Anytime you're focused on your social image, you're focused on what other people are thinking of you, you know your ego is in the driver's seat, right? So are you seeking a promotion for the status or because you genuinely love the work that comes with that position? Ask yourself questions like that. Number three, pursue growth and learning. Set goals that challenge you to learn new things, that push you out of your comfort zone, and that lead to tangible, noticeable personal development. Lastly, seek long-term fulfillment. Focus on what brings sustained fulfillment, not just immediate pleasure or acclaim. The second recommendation I want to make is that you begin with self-knowledge. And as the year progresses, maintain it as one of your permanent self-evolving goal. So whenever you are setting a course on your GPS, before you can enter the destination, you first have to enter your current location. And then the GPS gives you directions and a route to follow. And most of the times there are a bunch of options and you can take whichever route you feel will be most ideal for your journey and for your needs, right? It's the same with every other area of your life. To make real progress in any area of life, you have got to first get a handle on where you currently stand. You have to know and understand yourself, your values, your beliefs, your aspirations, your motivations, the whole shebang. And here's a kicker. A survey conducted on the subject revealed that while most of us think we are pretty self-aware, and I'm sure you've noticed this, most of us believe that we know ourselves, we know what drives us, etc., etc., the truth is, as the survey revealed, that only about 10 to 15% of us actually have any, any sort of uh, real self-awareness. Now, going back to the concept of miswanting, a big reason we fall into that trap is because we lack self-knowledge. When you don't have a clear picture of what truly matters to you, you end up chasing goals that only give you that surface-level buzz. Or you find yourself feeling lost, lacking meaning in life. It's one of the reasons why purpose and meaning are searched for by so many people in YouTube videos and online articles when you should actually be looking for these things within yourself. So work on establishing a deep understanding of your personal values, your strengths, your weaknesses, and your true desires. When you know yourself well, you can leverage your strengths, you can address your weaknesses, and you can pick goals that are more attainable and realistic and goals that also evolve, right, as you evolve. And the self-knowledge that you're developing will play a massive role in that journey. To help with this, I have created a quiz called the Emo Persona Quiz that can help you understand yourself better. It's a great starting point. It will give you insight into, as the name suggests, your emotional and personality archetype. And the results are very, very comprehensive. So you'll learn about what strengths you can leverage and what personal qualities are currently lacking in your character, in your personality, or your emotional setup. It also shares a plan that you can implement right away 
And if while on this path you need help, you can book a session with me. The quiz result page will have a button that you can click to go over to my coaching calendar and you'll be able to book yourself a one-on-one -on -one session. And the link to the quiz is, of course, in the episode description. Now, there are two other very important things I want to mention here. Uh, these two very important things that I hope you will do before the new year starts and continue doing them as the year progresses is learn to effectively manage and channel your emotions and mobilize your internal resources. This is hugely, hugely important. Persistence, consistency, discipline. These are the qualities majorly responsible for all the successes that we see in the world. And the creation and the maintenance of these elements come down to how well you manage your inner chaos, how well you manage and effectively channel your emotions. Because, you know, from what I've learned from my time as a coach is number one, don't know how to keep yourself motivated. Number two, don't know how to get back up after failing in something and get back up without losing your focus, your self-belief. And number three, if you don't continue to perform as you are pursuing your goal, which means showing up every day, come rain or shine, you show up even if the results don't. If you can't do all of these things, there is a high possibility and especially if you have a big mission in life, big goals in life, there's a very real possibility that you won't make it to the finish line. Because as I said, it all comes down to persistence, consistency, discipline. And these three elements are tied up in how well you manage your emotions. So when it comes to motivation, a lot of us treat it like it's some kind of magic pill or some secret formula that's out there. You know, like it's somewhere beyond us. But motivation is really an inside job. It's not something that's handed to us or something we find in a motivational video, as inspiring as they can be. It's something that comes from within us, especially if the journey you're taking on is a long one, is a long, difficult one that is going to present you with a variety of challenges, right? And it will take over several seasons of your life. And a good example of this is, uh, how two people can face the same situation, but react completely differently. One person sees a challenge and feels pumped to tackle it, while the other feels defeated before even starting. That's because motivation isn't just about the situation, it's about how we perceive it, how we talk to ourselves about it, and what it means to us personally. And the real power in this scenario lies in understanding our why the deeper reasons behind what we are doing. When we connect with our why, we tap into a well of motivation that's much more enduring than any external pep talk can ever be. And we connect with our why by emotionally investing in it. It's like when you're working on something you truly care about, you don't need someone else to push you. Your passion for the project will pull you forward. But then again, the, there's something else that has to accompany passion and that is discipline right? Because it's discipline that gets shit done, which was the other thing I mentioned as part of that list. So we need discipline, not just over our physical resources, but also our emotions. Because as we pursue new goals, we are bound to encounter setbacks, right? And when that happens, we need to get ourselves back to a good place so we can show up the very next day and continue on our path. So you need to know how to get back up after a failure without losing any of that emotional investment, any of your drive or self-confidence. And we can only do that 
if in the wake of a failure, we keep our inner dialogue free of self-blame, self-denigration, or self-pity. But if you are someone highly emotional, who gives in very easily to their inner chaos, all of these things, all of these things are going to be a real challenge for you. It's why a high IQ doesn't necessarily mean that a person is going to be a success. It's also why people with average intelligence, less than favorable circumstances, limited resources, manage to achieve their goals. A lot of it is down to EQ, learning to manage and channel your emotions. Then comes the discipline of daily habits and routines. They also play a huge role in keeping our motivation up, right? So you need to pick habits and create routines that best mobilize your internal resources. You need to stay disciplined during the more difficult periods, from getting up early in the morning to saying no to late night parties, from maintaining a budget so you can invest in your business to keeping your body healthy so it can actually support your progress. All of these things require discipline. And that discipline will come, yes, from your, you guessed it, your emotional and intellectual investment in your why but also from your self-dialogue. Because like parents do with their kids, you're going to have to constantly stay in dialogue with yourself. You'll have to keep pulling yourself back on the right track. And to do that, you have to know how best to handle the physical and emotional stress that comes with the pursuit of big goals. You need to know how to maintain your equilibrium when life isn't going your way and how to keep your emotional and physical energy up when there is more demand on your resources. So you got to learn to mobilize your inner resources. You have to let go of the negative mindset that always has you stuck on this idea of, I'm not enough. Stop that. And instead, understand that you are in fact enough for the next step. You know, you may not be enough for the ultimate goal, but you are just enough for the next step. In fact, the resources you have are just right for the next step. And once you're past it, you'll be a little bit more ready for the ultimate goal and completely ready for the immediate next step. So learn to better manage your emotions and maintain the mindset, self and social perception that your goals need. Now, if you feel like this is a lot (laughs) and what I've mentioned here are the very things that you struggle with. Uh, Here's a good news for you. I am planning on doing a free workshop in January that you can sign up for. As part of this workshop, I will be covering everything that I've talked about here, cultivating clarity and self-knowledge, learning to manage and effectively channel your emotions, mobilize your inner resources, and do it in a way that allows for maximum success. Now, the thing is that this workshop is in the idea stages right now. So there is no definite date yet except that it will happen in the first few days of January. That is something I can guarantee. Um, But it will happen only if I get a certain number of signups, because I will only do this workshop if I can be sure that it will be of use to you. So if you're interested, let me know by signing up for the workshop. The link to the signup page is in the episode description. Now, I recommend that as you're drafting your goals for 2024, Think about adding these, what we have discussed today, to that list, growing your self-knowledge, honing your ability to manage and channel your emotions, and learning to mobilize your internal resources. All of these goals are interconnected. Each one supports and enhances the others. 
Remember, self-knowledge helps you set the right goals, which makes it easier to emotionally invest in them. Managing your emotions and working with your resources keeps you moving forward, no matter the obstacles you face along the way. And to help with all of that, you can start with the emo persona quiz. The link, as I said, is in the episode description. And if you need some help along the way, feel free to book a session. Um, the, the, again, the link is in the episode description. Now, I hope this episode helps you have a very, very successful year. Good luck. And I will be back next week with another episode. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you've made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit, or maybe you just like hanging out with me, or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know. So if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care and I will be back soon with the next episode.